From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWint. Let's get started. Hello, my people. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, and we have got another great episode for you today. But before we get into that, a few quick programming notes. The Miami Real Estate Podcast is the home of expert analysis for real estate and related industry professionals. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. You can find this episode and all previous episodes there, and you'll get notified of new episodes every week. You can also visit our blog, MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com, or follow us on social. We love social. The Miami Real Estate Podcast is brought to you by Cervera Real Estate, the largest and oldest independently owned real estate brokerage in all of South Florida. Cervera has been producing the greatest real estate agent in Miami since 1969. If you want to be a part of that, go to Cervera.com forward slash careers to learn more. Okay, so let's get into it today. We are talking about YouTube. Whether you want to generate leads or brand yourself, YouTube is a great marketing channel for realtors. Best of all, it's free. What's that you say? Creating and producing video content is scary. Maybe, sure, it can seem that way, but that doesn't mean it has to be hard. Our guest today is going to break down what you need to know that is none other than Stephen Vargas. Stephen became a realtor in January of 2015. That same year, he was named Rookie of the Year and has been a member of the top producer circle at Cervera Real Estate since 2018. Today, he's a real estate investor with 15 doors and over $4 million in real estate holdings. He's co-founder of Confidant Property Management and leads his team at Cervera, the Vargas Group. This is all thanks to his commitment, his drive, but, and in part, his YouTube channel. Add Stephen Vargas, which currently has over 4.3 thousand followers and generates 30,000 views a month for Stephen. So from getting started, the equipment you need, and how to produce engaging, searchable content, to generating revenue from your YouTube channel, he has got you covered. This is our conversation with Stephen Vargas on our How to Be a Top Producer series for the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Let's get to it. What role did marketing or has marketing played in into your success and, and really what then led you, what, where was a light bulb on, hey, YouTube could be a great way to market myself and, and, and build my business? So marketing to me, believe it or not, was not important at the beginning of my, my career. I actually thought it was useless, to be honest. And that was just my ignorance. You know, people usually think things are silly because they don't understand them first. Mm -hmm. And then you start to understand them and then they make a little bit more sense. And then you just find out that you're ignorant. Uh, At least that was the case for me. My biggest thing was setting myself apart. And my marketing really was just on a person to person basis. I always thought my the best marketing is word of mouth. And I still do think that I think that your reputation should precede you. And then the word of mouth clients and referrals are the best ones. So I started taking my marketing like you know what i'm gonna be that guy who always wears a suit even in 120 degree weather (laughs) because i can't tell you how many people are like why are you wearing that because nobody wears in miami nobody wears a suit especially real estate agents so i'm like i'm gonna be that guy where they're like that's the guy who wears a suit so that was my initial marketing just like the presentability i'm gonna have fun with it um and people would know me for that believe it or not and then youtube came about because I wanted to share information that I feel like happens to me on a day to day. And I think when my wife joined my team, she's like, 
hey, you should like tell people this is interesting. And I didn't find it interesting. I just thought it was kind of just my day to day. And she's like, I think people would find this interesting. And it just started by like getting on video and I really just wanted a catalog, a library of things of like, hey, I'm going to say this and I want it to be historical proof that I said it at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it started off to be. And, you know, the the property tour series uh, really is, is really what took off. I tried a bunch of videos that really didn't work. And then I started realizing, well, what do the people want to see? Like, ultimately, you make this for for the audience. Right. And so I started seeing that people are just interested in, in knowing what's going on in Miami. And I just started making property tours of property of my listings, of properties that I just closed on, just sold. And I just started doing that. And that kind of just transpired into this whole series that people want to follow. And they reach out to me and 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 they they kind of see me as like just the knowledge broker. And mm -hmm. like, this is the person who's going to give us the information that we need about the market. And I think that's great because I want you definitely want to be a knowledge broker mm -hmm. or just a knowledge anything in, a, in any industry. You want to be known for like, hey, that's the guy who has the information, right? And people reach out because yeah. they seek information. And um, what was it? What was it uh, like? You know, and you mentioned the first few videos. Um, they it was like it was like a slow buildup, right? It's yeah. one of those things where you put it out there. You hope people like it. You hope they yeah. watch it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like we, you, you know, you can lose confidence after the first few videos if you're not seeing traction but i think yeah. was part of the key for for you was the consistency right it's just building it building it over time yeah and and i started youtube knowing that i know the difficulty and how saturated the market is and i remember telling my wife and even my friends when i told them first i announced it i'm i'm a person who's like i'm going to do this and i like to announce it just because i like to have accountability like if I put it out to the world, I don't want anybody to ever come up and say, hey, what happened to that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it, in a weird way, it's a, it's a way that holds me accountable. I said that to my close friends and my wife and I told them, listen, I'm going to do a, a video a week for a year. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how many views I get, how many subscribers I get. I know that I need a, I can't determine if this is successful or not until I at least have a year's worth of videos under my belt and then decide next year hey is it worth to continue mm -hmm. and they thought it was a pretty lofty goal because they're like a video a week for an entire year like you should probably just try see what happens this month and i was like this month is irrelevant it has to be long term so that's exactly what happened eight months in i think i had a hundred subscribers maybe 20 views or 50 views on a video it was going nowhere people were asking me like why are you still doing this <laughs> <laughs> and then youtube is like that like you'll make one video that you didn't think anything of, you're like, oh, okay, this is just going to be video number 64 of sure. nothing, but <laughs> I set this goal for myself. And before you know it, that video, I think, has close to 100,000 views. You wow. Know, what was that video? It was just on, um, I remember, I think I did one on like, a, a rent. at first I started doing sale videos because that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And nobody really was paying attention to like what you can buy for a half a million dollars or a million dollars. So I was like, okay, let's try the rental market because the rental market is a little different. And that's, I did, I think I did a, a downtown video on like what you could get in downtown for 6000 4000 and $2,000. So it was like three different properties, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I did that video and then it took off. And then I did another video that was like what you can get for 1500 because 1500 at the time was very affordable. Right. It's still like ridiculous. That doesn't exist now. But back then there was like <laughs> two properties that you could do. And I was like, man, I think this is interesting because there's only like two properties in all of downtown you could get for $1,500. And I did that video and I think it got like, 
a hundred thousand or maybe it's at 75,000 views right now in the course of like maybe a year. So it's taken some time, but like the amount of people that reach out to me because of that video and like a few other videos that have like 20 or 30,000, they're all in like what you could get for half a million or what you can get for 800,000. I did a video on what you could get for $837,000 in Brickle, which is (laughs) a weird number. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the list price. So I was like, okay, this is what it is, you know? And it got a ton of views and people just calling and saying, you know, wow, how interesting that video was. I didn't think anything of it. And those are the videos that, you know, now I, I put a lot of time and effort into it, but I also realized like it's either going to work or mm-hmm. it is. And you just got to be cool with, with the result either way. Yeah. And so I've seen your videos. I mean, your production quality is great. Um, you're, you're, you're great on camera. Um, but talk to me about sort of the process of producing it. Like how did you refine it? What, and how much time does it take? Man, it's a, it's a lot. Um, so I script, edit, produce, film, uh, and direct all my own <laughs> videos. And I have no background in uh, uh, creating filming or editing or writing. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a good writer, a good editor, a good anything that requires that. Wow. I don't consider myself a good personality in front of camera. But what I do consider myself is someone who's really consistent. So I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to. And, and I think life rewards people who are consistent. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. And I it takes a ton of time, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to think about it. My schedule is already super busy. So many times I'm like scrambling a day or two before I have to put a video. Like today, this week, I don't have a video. Mm-hmm. I took the footage. I was supposed to edit it over the course of a week. I haven't been able to. And it's going to come out tomorrow. So I'll probably be up tonight till like three in the morning, like editing mm-hmm. the video because it takes probably five hours to edit it you know, an hour to two hours to shoot it, probably another hour to script it. So it's like 10 to 15 hours within the week that you dedicate to one video, especially if you're very detailed like me, Mm -hmm. that it's like everything needs to be perfect. Um, And I've learned to kind of let that go a little bit. Like some of my videos, I'm like, it's not perfect. It's not great. It's not the quality I want, but Mm -hmm. I need to put something out. Right. And funny enough, those videos do better. You know, it's just, I don't, I, I, so there's some videos that I get a drone, you know, I invest in higher production quality like i really plan it out and they do terrible and you know it's, yeah it's just it, it you never know it's funny how it works and and perfection is is the enemy of great right so i i think it's important note in, in terms of just letting it go and uh, putting it out to the universe rather than you know dwelling um and not being able to to meet your timeline what about the equipment involved uh, what what do you use so right now I'm toying with different things. Uh, so originally I invested a lot of money in my equipment. So originally the YouTube channel came about to be more of like a podcast, similar to what we're doing, mm-hmm. or more just like a talking head segment, like what's going on in the market. I did a lot of like tips um, and things about like how you buy your first property and what documents you need and like why you should do a an inspection and what an appraisal is. A lot of things that didn't get go anywhere that I thought people were interested in, but they weren't. But when I did that, you know, the equipment that I purchased was a camera, a Sony a6400, uh, which is a pretty decent camera for that. And I bought uh, a tripod, two lighting. I bought a uh, an uh, Audio-Technica microphone, which is USB that you can plug into your computer. And then that ch- kind of transpired into, okay, I'm not really doing more talking head stuff. I still do some market like analysis reports and things like that. But now I'm just more vlogs and more property tours. So I had to invest in a gimbal. Uh, I think Roman has a, a nice gimbal that's like, you know, $200. So they're pretty pricey to go on the Sony, uh, a microphone, you know, like a, a shot, a shock mic, a shot mic, I think it's called. And all these things started in, in investing in money. And then I, 
I remember that somebody had mentioned, hey, you know, your phone, like, cause I was lugging all this equipment, like this huge camera, this gimbal that was like that. I was going up elevators and people were looking at me weird. Like what, you know, what are you doing? I'm not a professional fil uh, filmmaker. So it's like, it takes a lot of time to like get used to it. And someone's like, I saw a video of this guy with like a million subscribers mm -hmm. and everything is shot on his iPhone. Wow. Like everything <laughs> is shot on his iPhone. I don't even think he has an audio thing. It's just his, his audio is through his iPhone. And it was just like that and like this. And it has like internal stabilization. So I just started shooting because it's so much easier to carry right. this. So I just started shooting on this and uh, I started seeing the quality. I'm like, man, you don't even need to invest that much money. Maybe at some point. Sure. But, I mean, the iPhone know, quality is yeah, great. It's so I mean, it's good. It's so yeah. good. And you compare it. I'm like, I spent like eight nine hundred dollars on a camera and a camera lens like another 200 yeah. bucks and and again like the whole setup is like fifteen hundred dollars the rig and i'm like this thing which i got for like 200 bucks or whatever twenty dollars a month or whatever it is that i pay for it shoots just as good and is also far less complicated with yeah that one you need to set the lighting and the 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 iso and everything needs to be like configured in a right way with this you just shoot and go so you don't have to spend you know you don't have to break your bank as a, a huge investment to get into to video making on youtube what are the minimums all right so you have your iphone let's say um do you use a, a, a gimbal with that or how are you yeah um, no no so i'm I'm actually looking at it you just handhold it yeah <laughs> okay nice. so i bought a gimbal for it uh let me take that back i bought a dgi gimbal for it and it broke uh and i was using the gimbal but like it was also like kind of like um shaky i guess i bought it and i had it for a while i didn't use it so I, it was probably because i stored it wrong so i'm gonna buy another one but what i did notice was a lot of the editing mm -hmm. for stabilization could be done post so mm -hmm. even if it's a little shaky on your phone because this has internal stabilization so even if you're a little shaky you can edit it to be a little smoother but i would i would definitely suggest and that's what i'm going to do invest in a you know some sort of gimbal for the phone which are sure. far less expensive than an actual camera one and that would definitely help and obviously like a lapel mic or something like that mm, and then okay. that's for what two three hundred dollars you can get started and go you know nice and for our audience out there just for for context if you don't know what a gimbal is it's basically a, basically like a handheld stabilizer yeah. for your phone uh, for or your device, phone yeah. or, or device so great feedback great context uh, or insight i should say Tell me about, you mentioned when you started, you know, a couple months in or eight months in, you had 100, 200 subscribers. Where are you at now? We're like at 3,500 subscribers. Um, awesome. And, and yeah, and I think I remember I did a video at the end of the year where I, where I kind of cataloged the growth of the channel, which is great. I mean, I'm not super thrilled with it, but like in the general context of like the average YouTuber over the span, it's pretty good. We went from 200 in the beginning of that January to 3,400 by the end of the year. So uh, we're getting, you know, 15 to 25 subscribers a day. Uh, I expected myself to get like 100 subscribers a day, but the views have gone up significantly. So I, I can't be, you know, I set these crazy goals for myself. The goal for this year is 100,000 subscribers by December. That's that's the goal. I like um, it. So for our listeners out there, make sure, let's help Stephen get that goal yeah, and, uh, and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the name of your YouTube channel is? Stephen Vargas. Stephen Vargas. Yeah, it's easy. Simple enough. Uh, now, you're getting a lot of eyeballs. How has that impacted your business? You mentioned you've been getting a lot of calls. Have you seen yeah. um, conversion? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, like I mentioned, there was a time where I did a lot of rentals and then that turned into a lot of uh, buyers and then that hopefully turned into a lot of sales. I don't have the time to do rentals anymore. So again, that's why I have two, two team members on my team. And every day I think I send them maybe five, six leads 
that are just rental leads. That's awesome. And you know, there are agents getting started. And so I, for an agent who's just starting, that's fundamental for, for your growth. Like I tell them like, look, this is a rental lead, but you have to treat it like this is a potential buyer and seller. And you, you're building these relationships. A lot of uh, renters are really good friends of mine now that we share a lot of the same interests. We go actually out to eat and to, for, to drink or to sports games. Like I consider them friends now, mm -hmm. like not just clients. And we do business. And so I'm like, that's going to happen in the in in, in just your career. That's going to naturally progress. So you got to treat these renters as that. Like mm -hmm. future family, future future friends, and if not, at the very least, somebody who's going to buy in the future, and that's how how you got to look at it. And I always tell everybody the story. I'm like, I did a when my first year, second year, I did a thirteen hundred dollar rental for like six months. I didn't get paid really anything. Actually, I didn't. I got it under contract, then he canceled, so I didn't make any money on it. And I did it because he was a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and I didn't think much of it. And he introduced me to my biggest client today. Wow. So, and I've sold probably with him maybe over $15 million worth of real estate over the last two to three years with just that one client alone. So I always tell everybody, you never know who somebody knows. It's just you yeah. have to treat everyone like they're going to be a lifetime client and, and I'll, I'll go from there. So for them, it's been great. And But in terms of conversion for other things, yeah, I get a bunch of investment clients. I do take a lot of the the buying clients who want to buy because they, they reach out to me for my channel. And they usually reach out and say, hey, look, you seem pretty knowledgeable in what you're doing. Can you help me buy or invest? And so those are really the biggest conversions. So YouTube has been a – even though I'm not really making a whole lot of money from YouTube itself and just mm -hmm. the ad revenue, that was never the point. It was always just exposure and branding. Are people listening that uh, want to get started, what would you say are sort of the, what, what are the first three things one would want to do if they say, hey, I think YouTube can be for me? You have to, uh, I, when I first started my channel, there was uh, this guy, I forget his name now, and I shouldn't forget his name because he was like super big into getting me started, but he has a channel called Think Media, mm -hmm. um, and Sean Cannell, sorry. so Sean Cannell would say, because he's about getting people to start channels, and he's like, you got to just punch fear in the face and just press play. Your first videos, he, he even said, your first hundred videos are not supposed to be good. They're supposed to be terrible. That's the whole point. You're, you're figuring yourself out. You're figuring how to be comfortable in front of the camera because most people are naturally not comfortable in front of the camera. So you got to figure out how to be comfortable in front of the camera, what your message is, and you're deciphering the, the feel and vibe of your tribe, which is what he would say because he's like, if you ever wonder why there's so many YouTubers saying the same information, yet they have a bunch of followers, is because people follow people that have similar interests and vibes to them. So you can have a YouTuber that says things one way and they may not like him, mm. and another person can say the exact same thing, but they just like that vibe that they're, they're giving off. So everybody has their own message in a right. way that they got to give. So my thing, my recommendation to anybody is you have to just put yourself on camera. The more times you do, you're going to hate it at first. I hate l watching myself on camera. <laughs> it's the worst. It's so yeah. super cringe. But I got after 100 videos, 100 plus videos, it doesn't like, I don't even think about it. I'm just like, okay, this is good for editing. This is not good. I came off good here. I said what I, wa I wanted to convey in the mm -hmm. right way. And that's the way you have to look at it because, and the reason why people ask me about uh, YouTube and why I'm so big on it, Google had this um, like this publication that they said that by 2040 or something like that, 85% of businesses will all be on video. Wow. So that train is leaving the station regardless if you want to jump on it or not. Mm -hmm. And us as a younger generation have a leg up on that because we, for most, I don't want to say the older generation doesn't, but some people are tech savvy. But mostly, you know, I'm not a real tech savvy guy, but I do know 
Instagram, social media and things like that, where some people maybe just are not accustomed to it. And so I was like, listen, if this train is going to take off, you might as well be one of the people in that in in that conversation, Um, because the last thing you want to do is build a business Mm -hmm. and then the business model that you have is obsolete. Sure. Right. Where the business model of like just having postcards and mailers and things like that that traditionally has worked maybe is no longer working. And then you're like, okay, what do I do now? And you don't have um, any any historical thing. The cool thing about YouTube is I post a video. That I have videos from a year ago people are watching. You know, yeah. it's just evergreen. Evergreen, right. So, uh, and, and that's great. It's like a thousand of me out there just talking to a bunch of different people. And so the more I content I put, the more people theoretically I should be able to reach. For sure. So the uh, the keys, I guess, what I'm picking up for for uh, our listeners, I want to get started is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Right. Don't overthink the video. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect. You mentioned Sean uh, Cannell. Mm-hmm. I think media was a great sort of original source of knowledge for you getting started. What about in the video editing process, which you talked about? Where where did you go to learn uh, to video edit? I've learned everything on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube <laughs> yeah. Academy. YouTube Academy. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So you could just, everything is YouTubeable, basically. Mm-hmm. You could just Google, like, how do you do this and this? And there's way better professionals that will literally sit down and give you almost like a college course type of like breakdown of like, hey, this is what you do. And the best part is these are from people that are doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the best way to learn, you know, someone who has success on the platform that is basically showing you how I've done this or the equipment that I use. And people seem to be, at least that community seems to be very welcoming in, in giving that information out freely. Right. What do you think about advertising on YouTube? Like how effective is it? I think it's extremely effective. I think that once you create a channel that really has an audience that you cater to that, you know, knows your style of, of, of filming, you could really capitalize on that and then advertise to people that are similar to that because YouTube is obviously owned by Google. So the way you advertise on Google through pay-per-click is very similar to YouTube. You can actually really hone in on your demographic, the neighborhood, the location, the zip code, the age, everything. And so once you kind of understand who your audience is and who Mm -hmm. your demo is, then you can go into YouTube and then put these ads up. And I think it's important, you know, because there is a lot to be said about uh, just organic growth that people are finding. YouTube is going to, if it's a good enough video, they look at retention on the video, like how long people stay on your video Mm -hmm. and then how long they click onto your next video. And then if you have those two magical things, YouTube's intention is to get people to stay on their platform. So they're going to promote your video, Mm -hmm. which is where you want to be even more than ads, right? But a good way to get there is through ads because obviously ads put your video in front of as many people as possible and then they start searching your channel and then not only will you get the ad revenue, but then you'll start just getting organic stuff. Sure. And for those that uh, want to advertise on YouTube, I get that question a lot uh, from from realtors. What are the steps to um, start advertising, whether you're promoting your video or other, uh, sorry, you're, whether you're promoting your channel mm-hmm. or you're promoting um, content to drive to a landing page for a yeah. product? Uh, what are the steps to advertise? You definitely, there's metrics that you need to hit on YouTube before you could be eligible to advertise. And those are 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours on your channel within, mm-hmm. I think, the last, within a rolling 12 months, right? Um, which starting off are seem like monumental goals that you need to get to because they're just so overwhelming. When somebody tells you you have 20 subscribers and you're like, I need a thousand, right? Before I even in consideration, but soon enough you get there. And, and the good thing about what I think YouTube does with that is that obviously they want to promote channels that 
were consistent enough to get there, mm-hmm. you know, and and give people the the opportunity to advertise on channels that have somewhat of a following. You know, you, no advertiser I think is going to pay to advertise on someone who has 10 subscribers and maybe sure. four views, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So you have to hit those metrics first, which is good because that's going to take you 60, 80 videos. Right. And then once you get there, you're probably skilled enough to really start realizing, okay, how does, what's the look and feel of my channel? And then advertisers are going to pay you for that. And they pay you depending on, uh, just a side note, if anybody's interested, they pay you depending on your industry. So there's some industries that get paid a lot more. Like the finance industry, I think is one of the highest industries that advertisers pay. Mm-hmm. So people who have finance YouTube channels, real estate falls into that, get paid a really good uh, click-through rate. Uh, or whatever it's called, where for every thousand views, they pay you a certain amount. Whereas if it's an entertainment channel, which mm-hmm. is just like comedy or something like that, it's one of the lowest, you know? So you don't really make your money off the ads, you make your money off sponsorships, you know? Sure. So that's just a thing. But again, if you're a real estate agent looking to get into the business, it's all about brand awareness and exposure. So really those two things are secondary. You don't really think about it until you have a, a, a somewhat of a platform. I'm not even really thinking about it. And so mm-hmm. maybe I have like 20,000 subscribers. I may even consider taking sponsorships but right now it's not even on my radar so when you say sponsorships you mean like um in in the video or it's, you know this video is brought to you by yeah. and it's a direct relationship with the content creator is that yeah yeah some people will reach out to you and say listen you're in the real estate space i'm in the real estate space or have mm-hmm. something to do with it and i would love to sponsor your video and basically pay you a certain amount to mention my channel i always relate like not that they're going to do it, but like if Ring were to sponsor a real estate channel, it make a lot of sense. Like you're buying a home, you're going to need a home security system. So mm-hmm. Ring would basically pay me or whoever, you know, X amount of dollars to say, hey, I need you to do a 30 second segment in your video at some point and just uh, sponsor this. So that's probably the best way um, sure. to make revenue on it. Um, but again, YouTube ads come into play because in order to get to that point, you need to have a sizable platform and YouTube ads allow you to kind of grow that as fast as possible. And then organic growth is probably going to do most of the legwork, you know, uh, let's go back to uh, a second in terms of like production and tips. Uh, and then we're going to circle back on, uh, what you're producing these days. Um, Bulk scheduling in terms of your production, you mentioned that's something that helps you make it efficient and meet your your goal of, of consistency. So how does that play into the process? It's difficult. Every, you know, real estate is one of those things where discipline and structure are paramount in order to see any success. Uh, And now with, you know, the birth of my son, my schedule before is obviously not my schedule now. Right. And, and, and I'm trying to find more of a, a, I don't think there's a work. I don't think there's such thing as work-life balance. I just think there's a flow ebbs and flows, right. And a rhythm more than anything. How do you incorporate your family and time with your family within your work schedule and vice versa? Um, and for me, I think there was a time before I had my son where I really followed the Ryan Serhant method. He has a great video on YouTube again, where he talks about like how agents should schedule their day. And I'm going to butcher it because it's been a long time since I saw the video, but there was, there was many years where I followed the, the, the structure and it was like the beginning of the day, like between like eight o'clock in the morning or seven 30 in the morning to like 10, you're working on the business, right? How do I get my brand to as many people as possible? You schedule podcasts, you schedule interviews, you try to get publications out there. Everything is on the business. 
business. Mm -hmm. And then from like 1030 to, uh, you know, one o'clock, you work in the business, you do those emails, you schedule the showings, you, you make those calls, you do that follow up. And then from like two o'clock, you're the doer. Then you follow through with those showings requests, mm -hmm. meeting those clients. You have to follow through between like two and like five. And then after that, it was like the market or something like that. So he had it structured where he's working like on, in, and follow, and follow through. And for as an agent, that's practical knowledge, which you can apply because you can say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you're, if you're too focused on working in the business, you're going to just you basically just bought yourself a job. You're not really going to grow. It's going to be right. stagnant. And if you focus only on growing on the business, you don't get anything done. So it's like it has to be a good flow in breaking down those things. I like it. That makes sense. And I'm a, a big believer in, in the, the block scheduling. So ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Stephen Vargas here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast or how to be a top producer series. Stephen's laying down some amazing insight for you on getting into the world of YouTube. So your channel, Stephen, uh, has started to see some great success uh, thanks to the hard work and, and uh, dedication, consistency you put in. Where do you go from here? What, what, what do you see in the next one to five years? Off of just YouTube? Yes. Yeah. Uh, collaborations. That, that's my biggest thing. I want to collaborate with other people in the space um, and, and just see how collectively we can create great content. And it's that's what it's about. It, to me, it's just about how do you up the level of the content and the value? Because YouTube and content creation is all about value. Like, what have you done for me today is what the audience is saying. You know, And I always tell people that are getting started on YouTube, and this may be a good tip for real estate agents. Don't talk about yourself when you're doing a video, okay? And I, if you look at my videos, I try to stay as far from myself as possible because I'm not the main attraction of the video. The main attraction is the property tour and the value because nobody cares who you are at the beginning. People will then follow up and start getting to know you through the content you provide and start asking you questions to reveal about yourself. And that is starting to happen with me now where mm -hmm. people want to know a little bit more about me. But I even think about it. Nobody cares right now. I took, I take it as when I'm scrolling through YouTube and I see somebody new, I don't care about who they are, right. care about the information that they're sharing and if that information is valuable to me. So look at it that way. And collaborations are great because it gives you an insight on other people. You could cross-pollinate. Their audience may be different from your audience and their audience may like your audience and vice versa. So being able to collaborate on the platform is great in order to drive attention. So that's the biggest thing. Where I see the channel in five years, I see it as like a media business where I have departments, like I have a filmmaker, an editor, which would take off a lot of my time. People were bouncing off ideas and we're like literally sitting down and saying, how can we create content? And um, there's a couple content creators that I follow that have almost a, a studio where they have a whole team and they have different studios that every day is a different program. You know, Grant Cardone is great in that. Like, mm -hmm. uh, he's a very controversial figure, but he, one thing that the guy is, is consistent and he creates content. And if you look at the way he does it, a Monday is a different show from Tuesday, Tuesday is a different show from Wednesday, but he's always creating a different show for a different audience. And right. that idea is to get there. And he said a great thing. He's like, man, this YouTube stuff is free. I used to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to come out on a program, you know, right. now it's free. Like you just have to do it and put in the time and, and he's completely right. Absolutely. And, um, you know, what about the, how do you, how do you handle the marketing side of it through other channels like social media and whatnot? Because you're producing the video, like the mm -hmm. actual, um, like the property tours and whatnot, of course, the, the full package is on YouTube, but I imagine that you also promote and or distribute parts of the video on Instagram or other social channels? Yeah. So I have somebody on my team, uh, another person on my team that just does social. 
um, and her job is to basically, as I post a new video or we do a new sale, you know, promote that on Instagram and on social and different platforms. So she'll cut off segments. So she'll do clips of my of my video and she'll post it on social on the story and on the actual page itself. And that will drive people to the channel. Uh, but the main proponent of the YouTube channel is the search. You know, mm -hmm. people are constantly searching. And, and that's another thing, too. If, if you're um, uh, someone getting into YouTube, make searchable content like think about what you would search for if you were looking to whatever it is you're doing. And so like people, the, the reason why my, my property uh, tours are like, what does a hundred thousand dollars get you or $500,000 get you in Miami? Or what does $5,000 get you in Miami? Is because people are searching that. Mm -hmm. Like they're like $5,000 Miami rental. What does that get you? And so they, they search on Google, my YouTube video pops up and, and it's not because it's promoting it's because it's, it's exactly what they're looking for, you know? So I meet them there. Um, right. Uh, Steven, the market is hot right now. Uh, let's talk about how your content and what 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 videos you're producing now to sort of address that and sort of what what you're seeing out there. Yeah, I've done a lot of videos on the market on like, you know, what to expect. I think we were talking about it earlier, which is like, you know, how to set expectations as a real estate agent our goal is to set expectations so i i thought of like you know let's educate the consumer both the seller and the buyer um and i do that through a lot of my videos and tell them like listen you know 85 percent of purchases or something similar to that are, are buyers who are paying over list price and so you have to understand that you're if you're a buyer you're getting into a market which has multiple offers and it, it and it's unfortunate because buyers are you know not accustomed to having to give away give so much leeway to get a, a, a transaction done but that's just the state of the market that we're in if you want to if you want to get a property in this market in this crazy hot market that is miami you almost have to approach it like hey if i can get list price which we were talking about earlier it's a goal it's a win right if i could if if i'm not taking advantage of so much by the seller it's a win and then as a seller it's also about understanding like yeah the market is hot this is your time to you know take advantage because as as a real estate agent i do want to get the most for my clients both on the seller and the buyer side but it's also like you you don't want to overprice your home and you don't want to really be come off as like that guy who's just super greedy and homes are selling at like 1.5 and you want 1.9 just mm. because you want you know, you want that price. So it's about setting expectations. This is realistically how much more you can get. This is as a buyer, what your options are. And my videos are kind of created to do that, sure. like show you, this is what the market, it, I kind of think about it like a time capsule, time capsule, like a, a snapshot of the market in that month. And I always tell people, this is the property that we're seeing this week for this amount of money, but prices have increased in Miami between 15 to 30% over the last year. So in five months, this may not be the price. It probably will likely not be the price, right? So I'll tune in in five months from now in a video that I do so you can understand what the, where the market is there. Right. You know? So those are kind of like the ideas of the video. Sure, sure. And so, Stephen, final take on uh, YouTubing as part of your, your business, uh, real estate. Um, what do you want the listeners to know? That it's worth it. It's a grind. Um, you're not going to be celebrated anytime soon. You're going to feel like quitting every day. Uh, you're going to ask yourself why you do it. And then randomly, you're going to get an email and a text as to people saying, hey, I love your channel. I love your content. I'm interested in buying. And then you'll be like, this is why I do it, right? Or, or 
people have reached out to me and say, hey, like, I love your content, you know, uh, can I, you know, uh, intern for you, you know, which is super flattering, even mm -hmm. though I'm not taking any interns at the moment, I don't have the <laughs> bandwidth to deal or to teach anybody, but it's, it's flattering to know that people are out there and you in a weird way inspire them. Like, I've had people reach out to me saying they got their real estate license because of wow. some of the information that I've shared. And I don't know these people, which is great. And, you know, you have like this audience that of, I don't want to call them fans because they're subscribers or followers. And, and I don't, believe I have fans but there are people that always comment on my video every video that I post and it's usually the same people and they always follow and I'm like I obviously have to be providing them something that they like you know in a mm -hmm. weird way they look forward to it so that you know that's 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 probably the biggest thing I like it and I think uh failure cannot cope with persistence and uh I think you're you're a living living proof of that I'm a fan for the record I'm no, subscribing uh, invite you guys our listeners to follow him <laughs> Stephen Vargas Stephen let's close it out here uh what are you seeing what are you excited about in the market today I'm excited that Miami's finally getting the recognition that it deserves to me. I, you know, I, I've been, I've traveled a lot. I'm well-traveled and to me, there's no place like Miami. And I've been saying that to people for years. I mean, they're like, oh, you know, New York and California. I love New York and California. Don't get me wrong. But to me, you cannot compete with the weather, the culture. Like, obviously, I'm Hispanic. So, like, the whole culture of it and the Latin feel is you know, primary to me, I love it. But just the foundation that we're finally being known as a powerhouse in tech, you know, and, and, and even a lot of Wall Street is coming down here. And there's a lot of silicone and venture capital um, and tourism. So like, I think Miami, an article came out that was like the number one most important city uh, of the year. Wow. So all of that is things that I'm saying, yeah, I've been saying that forever, or at least I've been believing that <laughs> right. and no one's been listening to me. But I also think like it, Miami's future looks bright. You know, people, locals are saying that things are getting way too expensive. Out-of-towners are saying that this is on a fire sale. And there is a big difference. There's a dichotomy between what both people believe, you know, because I believe we're at the precipice of where prices are going. I don't think that a two-bedroom two condo in Brickell is going to cost $600,000 for much longer. Because in California, good luck trying to buy a two-bedroom condo right. in downtown for $600,000, let alone a luxury one, right? So I do feel that the prices here are very affordable in consideration to other places, especially places that have state income tax. Mm -hmm. And that is going to take off. The question is what's going to happen to the local buyer who's not accustomed to that, mm. you know? But I do feel that a lot of money is coming in and, and hopefully salaries increase and hopefully that won't be as big of a burden, but it is going to be a burden to people, you know? So um, that's why I say invest in real estate. You know, if you, if this is going to happen, you want to be on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Right. I like it. Um, final thoughts. Uh, what do you want people to know about Stephen Vargas? That's good, man. I don't know. Just that I'm a driven, passionate guy, detail-oriented. Um, I'm consistent, and I fight for my clients on what they want. Um, and more importantly, I tell pe I tell people straight what it is. You know, like I'm a very like shoot from the hip guy. Like this is what it is, and that's what the YouTube channel was about. You know, not everyone's gonna like you, and luckily the YouTube channel people who reach out are because they like what I what I have to offer. So at some point in my life. Uh, and, and I've gotten there, I want to work with people that I like to work with. Mm -hmm. Everybody does, right? And many times I had to work with people that I didn't like and that didn't like me. And I think the YouTube channel and just more clarity and just obviously more brand awareness gets you to the people that you, you get along with because work should be fun. There shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't just be work and you can't have fun. Like whoever said that, you know, 
I don't know what they were thinking. Like I think about it, you should have fun during work. And the best way to do it is to work with people that like you and that you like and you like doing business with and then therefore it doesn't feel like work. And I think that that's, that's probably the biggest thing. So luckily I'm in a position where I can be selective with the clients that I want to work with and everybody to me has been great friends and family at this point. I like it. I love it. We're going to leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a conversation with the one and only Stephen Vargas at Stephen Vargas. Follow him on YouTube. Get in touch with him. He's an amazing guy. Um, a reminder to our listeners, programming note, uh, make sure to follow us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Visit our blog, MiamiRealEstatePodcast.com. You can find this episode there and more great content from the How to Be a Top Producer series. Uh, so until next time, remember that here in Miami, the future is always bright. Take care, folks.